Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Art Curious Podcast is sponsored by Anchorlight. For more information about their programs and residencies, please visit anchorlightraleigh.com. Hi there, fellow curious folks. Welcome back to the Art Curious Podcast, where we explore the unexpected, slightly odd, and strangely wonderful in art history. If you've listened to our last episodes, you'll know that this season of the podcast, as I've been saying, is a little bit different because instead of our usual spate of new episodes, I'm taking a little bit of time off to do some research on a new book. So I am instead sharing some zhuzhed up renditions of eight of my favorite segments from my audio course, Breaking Barriers, Women Artists of Renaissance Europe. You've heard me say it, but please hear it again. Breaking Barriers is available now as a 21-day course, meaning that you essentially get a little episode of Art Curious every day for three weeks and the unique opportunity to learn about some artists whom you may never have heard of before, and they might become one of your new favorite artists. So that is three weeks with every day featuring the new story of a Renaissance painter, sculpture, miniature maker, and more. This course will lead you through the lives and careers of groundbreaking women who've made their marks on art history, and it's all about learning for fun. There's no quizzes, no papers, just fun content that you can listen to on your own time and learn at your own pace. Please listen to this course. You will help me out. You can register today at avid.fm slash Jennifer. In the meantime, enjoy this free segment of Breaking Barriers, all about the artist turned saint, the nun scribe St. Catherine of Bologna. The story of the life of St. Catherine allows us to talk about some of the earliest women artists documented in Europe though they remain mostly anonymous to us today. Many of these women were nuns, religious women, especially in Catholic convents who were mostly segmented off from Italian society. Some women who would go on to choose holy orders instead of the more quote-unquote traditional paths of marriage and motherhood really flourished in the freedoms that they gained within their cloistered halls. With no time spent on child-rearing or assisting a husband, Nuns often had more opportunities for praying and doing good works, of course, but they also enjoyed the opportunity to study and explore creative pursuits. And even before the Renaissance, there was serious precedent for this, with medieval nuns like the German abbess Hildegard of Bingen and Herod of Landsberg, a French abbess, as some of the strongest examples of women who dedicated their lives to manuscript illumination and even writing. Both Hildegard and Herod not only illustrated the texts of others, but they also wrote their own works, too. Catherine of Bologna, then, fit right in line with centuries of women practicing their art while pursuing the glory of God. Catherine, who prior to her initiation into holy orders, was known by the name of Catherine Vigerie, was born in September 1413, making her one of the earliest women but not the earliest, hint, hint, that we are studying in Breaking Barriers. But she functions more in line with the earlier days of the Renaissance than most of the women we've discussed thus far in our course. 
Like many ladies who entered religious orders in those days, Catherine came from an upper-class Bolognese family, with close ties to the ruling family of Ferrara, which is located about 30 miles northeast of Bologna. Such geographical and personal connections meant that Catherine became embedded with the Ferrara rulers, functioning first as a petite lady-in-waiting to the Marquise of Ferrara's wife, the ill-fated Parisina Malatesta, whose story we will uncover more fully in a moment. Catherine also became close friends with the Marquis' daughter. As an upper-class girl, Catherine, who was only a child at this point, was educated in the ways that would best prepare her for a life as a noble wife. Writing, music, poetry, and the like, all which would signal her as a serious catch to potential suitors. She's similar in this way to many of the women we've previously highlighted this season, like the Anguissola sisters, for example. Equally important for Catherine was the further exposure to cultural treasures that she received while at the court of Ferrara. In the Marquise's library, for example, she had access to a number of high-quality illuminated manuscripts, which she would enjoy poring over when she had some leisure time. This exposure would eventually serve her rather well in her future side career as a visual artist. In 1426, when Catherine Vigerie was 13 years old, her life changed dramatically. Her mistress, Parisina Malatesta, had been discovered having an illicit affair with her stepson, and both Parisina and her lover were executed by beheading. And as a lady-in-waiting, Catherine Vigerie was thus out of a job, to say the least. So she needed to find a new direction in her life, and at that moment, she opted to join a community of women identified as Beguines, which are kind of like the layperson's equivalency to becoming nuns, except they don't take holy orders and they could leave their semi-secluded community at any time. For me, this is a bit confusing to define, but I see it as like a baby step toward taking holy orders completely. And this seems to be what had happened with Catherine and many in her cohort, who eventually did take their vows as part of the Order of the Poor Clares, an order who roughly followed in the footsteps of St. Francis of Assisi and one of his earliest followers, St. Clare of Assisi, hence the name. There's more to this story coming up next, right after this quick break. Stay with me. Okay, so what do you remember about the first time we met? I remember that I kind of saw you across the room very much like a movie. And I remember that I thought you had backstage passes. I didn't. (laughs) And you didn't. But it was okay. That's me and my husband sharing conversation the other day based on some prompts from our relationship app specifically for couples. It's called Paired, and it is super fun. So here's how it works. You and your partner download the app, you pair together, and then every day Paired gives you questions, quizzes, and little games so that you can have fun, stay connected, and deepen your conversations. And you know what? During this busy holiday season, when we hardly have time to take a lunch break, Paired is an easy way for us to take a break for ourselves and our relationship. Ooh, this one's interesting. What three words describe your partner best? I'll let you take that one. Oh boy. I would say kind, dependable, and sexy. Hey. (laughs) I would say organized, dependable, and sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, copycat. (laughs) 
The questions and prompts on Paired are simple and often hilarious, and you get a daily question to answer, and you cannot see your partner's answer until you yourself have answered. Describe your partner's job in three words. Can I use a hyphenate? Sure. Always on. Yeah, yeah. Writer, storyteller. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Welcome. Holidays are all about connection and quality time with the people that mean the most to you. Don't let the stress get in the way. Get to the heart of the season, or at least get through it, with Paired. This Christmas, invest in connection all year round. Head to Paired.com slash ArtCurious to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash ArtCurious to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. What makes you feel lucky in our relationship? That I met you and you agreed to marry me. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship that we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about story worth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that will connect you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relatives or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions that you may never have thought of before, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out about? After one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your loved ones' stories, including any photos they want to share, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to keep and revisit for generations to come. I have used StoryWorth twice now to create books for both of my parents, and the book has already been poured over numerous times by all of us, including my young child, who loves to read the funny stories about his grandparents' lives. And that connection won't just come after a whole year. You will feel it every week when you read the weekly responses to your recipients' questions. And this is a wonderful way to connect with your loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are. With StoryWorth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart, and I'm preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com slash ArtCurious and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash ArtCurious to save $10 on your first purchase. Welcome back to ArtCurious. What's funny is that though we call her St. Catherine of Bologna, and even though she was indeed born in Bologna and she would die in Bologna, Catherine actually spent most of her life in Ferrara as part of the Poor Clares. And that's where she not only did most of her works, including writing religious sermons, treatises, and illustrating her own breviary, and more on that in a moment, but she also began having mystical visions and performing and experiencing miraculous occurrences. And it is this combination of things, her dedication to God, her religious devotion, her visions, and her miracles that would eventually make her into a Roman Catholic saint. That, and when she died in 1463, she was buried, but her body supposedly didn't decay and instead emanated a delightful floral smell, which is often a telltale sign that she was a miraculous, incorruptible, holy woman. She was thus beatified by the church about 50 years after her death, 
which is like the way station to sainthood, and was officially canonized or declared a saint in the early 18th century. You can go see her, actually her, by the way, in Bologna, where her body is on display in a little chapel in the church of Chiesa della Santa. It's kind of mummified and a little bit creepy, but in my mind, that alone means that it is totally worth a stopover. You know I love that creepy stuff. While Catherine's religious background is the most important and most celebrated part of her biography, we of course are actually here today to talk about her life as an artist as well. Within her breviary, which was her daily prayer book that dictated the orders of the daily Catholic Mass, Catherine not only beautifully copied her own prayers and scripture passages therein, but she opted to illustrate them too, with particular interest in drawings of Christ. She was especially devoted to the Christ child, with whom she felt an emotional connection. So there's lots of sweet, tiny images of a swaddled little baby Jesus in her breviary. And legend has it that she also painted a devotional icon of the Madonna and Child, sometimes called the Madonna of the Peach, that is now located in the same chapel, the Capella della Santa in Bologna, which houses the remains of Catherine herself. The Madonna of the Peach, named for the fruit that the Virgin Mary seems to be holding in her left hand, is a beautiful work. It's all gilded in that late medieval style of icon paintings, framed a bit morbidly by bone fragments, which were relics of other holy figures. The only thing that gives me pause is that it looks pretty different from a stylistic standpoint, and even more refined then, in some places, than the drawings that are from her breviary. So as much as I hate to admit it, I'm kind of skeptical of this specific attribution as a work by St. Catherine of Bologna. As always, though, I am happy to be proved wrong, and I hope I am. But the breviary, a work that we know was created by Catherine herself, is still pretty neat to look at. Not only has she lovingly illustrated Jesus as both infant and adult, but she also showcases her own drawings of both St. Francis and St. Clair, with whom her order was so closely linked. I especially love her image of Francis, who is shown in profile and berobed in his typical brown habit, his stigmated hands held in prayer as he basked in the light of the sun. She's also created this little garden around him, almost a tiny little vignette of a landscape, which makes this particular illustration so unique among the others in her breviary. From what little we know about Catherine's upbringing, she seems to have been self-taught as an artist. So it's likely that she learned on the job by watching, copying, and just trying her hand at this kind of work. Her illustrations in particular are directly in the tradition of Northern Gothic manuscript illumination. So they are connected less to actual Renaissance art styles than some of the other artists we've discussed thus far, even though she herself was most definitely a Renaissance woman in multiple senses of the phrase. But what's neat is that even though she is clearly playing in that traditional wheelhouse, probably remembering much of what she saw while in the Ferrara court growing up and examining those illustrated manuscripts in the court library, she also comes up with her very own iconography, the symbols within her works of art. She was inventive in her own little ways, even while ultimately using her art for the greater good, once writing that the reason she produced her artwork was, quote, to increase devotion for herself and others, unquote. 
and it is for this reason, too, that she is often called the patron saint of artists, though she does share this title with St. Luke the Evangelist, but that's a tale for another day. Think that this story is coming to an end? Not so fast. I've got more for you next, right after this break. I know that many of you tune into Art Curious because you are lifelong learners. You are people who love to experience new things, gain new insights, and that's why I'm thrilled to note that one of our sponsors today is Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime and anywhere and at your own pace. You can learn about songwriting from John Legend, relationship intelligence from Esther Perel, and cooking with Gordon Ramsay. With over 150 classes from a range of world-class instructors in 11 different learning categories, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. And it also means that the perfect gift idea is right there with Masterclass. I mentioned it before, but I am personally thrilled to learn about voice acting with Nancy Cartwright, the iconic voice of none other than Bart Simpson. If anyone knows about carrying off character with verve and enthusiasm, it's got to be Nancy. And I can't wait to learn some tips from her on how to make my podcast reads to you more fun and enjoyable. Plus, every class is broken down into manageable lessons that are all under 20 minutes in length, which means I can learn on my own whenever I want without it being a huge drain on my time. And there is something at Masterclass for everyone, so I highly recommend that you check them out. This holiday, give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com artcurious today. That's masterclass.com artcurious. Terms apply. If you're anything like me, you have tons of photos on your phone that you'd love to display or pictures from vacations that would make beautiful artwork or gifts. But taking the time to print and frame and just hang them seems overwhelming and time-consuming. But I've got a great solution for you. With canvasprints.com, you can easily turn your photos into beautiful prints perfect for every room of your home or office and anyone on your gift list. Canvasprints.com offers the highest quality canvas prints at affordable prices, and it is so easy to use. Just upload your image, choose your canvas size, and check out. You can even add a floating frame, as I did to my print, for a beautiful finishing touch. The only limit is truly your imagination. And if you're not into Canvas, no worries, because CanvasPrints.com also offers metal prints, poster prints, photo tiles, photo gifts, and so much more. I am especially looking forward to making my own Christmas ornaments this year for my family and ordering some new Art Curious stickers, both of which are coming to CanvasPrints.com very soon. Right now, CanvasPrints.com has a special offer just for our listeners. Go to their website, CanvasPrints.com, and use code ARTCURIOUS25 to get 25% off your entire order of canvas prints, canvas wall displays, metal prints, photo tiles, photo blankets, pillows, and so much more. So why not start and finish your holiday shopping early with this amazing offer? That's CanvasPrints.com and use promo code ARTCURIOUS25 for 25% off your entire order. Welcome back to Art Curious. There is a curious coda to the story, though. In the last few decades, some scholars have been questioning the idea of St. Catherine as an artist at all, saying that many of the works outside her breviaries that have been attributed to her, like that Madonna of the Peach I mentioned previously, 
and other panels now found outside of Bologna may not actually have been painted by her. And this might very well be true. The extent of her creative powers may have been mythologized. But then again, does that make her any less of an artist? Based on her breviary alone, now in the collection of the Corpus Domini convent in Bologna, I would personally refute this claim. She was most definitely an artist, creating a magnum opus in book form, filled with images that show a fascinating link between her personal interpretation of religious texts and her unique visual language. In the half-millennium since Catherine of Bologna lived, much more emphasis has been placed on her holy mysticism, her visions, and her miracles. Because, you know, they're just showier. And that makes for really good stories. I mean, if the Virgin Mary came to you in a vision, that is certainly something I would like to hear about, for real. But it also means that, for better or for worse, the examinations of St. Catherine's contributions to the arts have fallen a bit by the wayside. So what better time to rediscover St. Catherine of Bologna and to celebrate her, not just as a holy woman, but as a creator in her own right? Thank you for listening to Art Curious today. I hope you found some new inspiration with St. Catherine of Bologna. And as I mentioned in the top of the show, you would be helping support me in keeping this podcast going as an independent creator if you would please register for my course, Breaking Barriers, Women Artists of Renaissance Europe. It's fun, I promise. Go check it out at avid.fm jennifer. And with every episode of the course, you will also receive a PDF with all the images discussed and a recommended reading list. So again, Breaking Barriers, Women Artists of Renaissance Europe. Available now at avid.fm slash Jennifer. I will be back with you again in two weeks to share another story from Breaking Barriers. Thank you again for supporting me while I research my next book. It means a lot. Remember, too, that we've also got exclusive free video content coming over at YouTube. So check us out there. The link is in the show notes on your handy-dandy podcast app right now, or you can find it on my website, artcuriouspodcast.com. Thank you. Stick with me. Stay curious. <laughs>